She loves Chanel CC, designer belt GG, house full of models GG. How many bottles plenty? How many hating many? Run it up, 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 run up a check. Chillin' with hoes, I'm smashing a friend and I'm smashing the next. She said she love it, I do it the best. Hey, you guys, welcome back to another episode of A Little Kiss and Tell. This is your girl, Moneybags, and I have my co-host here with me today. You know who it is. This is Mr. Hollywood, back in the building. And we have a lovely lady guest here today, Amani Dixon. I'm going to let you introduce yourself. Feel free to plug any social media um, handles that you have or any business that you have going on. Awesome. Well, hello, I'm Imani. Um, I dance and kind of transitioning out of dancing but my dance name is Aries and uh, my Instagram is Imaniality which is I-M-A-N-I Imani and then Ality A-L-I-T-Y um so you can follow me on there and yeah that's it welcome welcome. love it love it love it okay so for today's sex position of the day we have the close-up it says, if you prefer spooning when sleeping, you will like this position. The <laughs> partners both lie on their sides, knees bent and facing in the same direction. So her back is against his chest and her knees are bent together in just like a spooning fetus position, actually. <laughs> and this is what it looks like. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've done that before. It don't usually last long. I get too hot. I run hot. You know, I like, yeah, get the fuck off of me. <laughs> Yeah, that's like that fun. Yeah, yeah. That's- <laughs> get the sweating and shit. Like, oh, you know. Okay, yeah. right. <laughs> no, that one. I'll pass. Pass. <laughs> okay, and we like to start off with the icebreaker game as well, just to loosen everybody up. So okay. today's icebreaker game is going to be dirty truth. So basically, I'll ask you guys a question, and then we'll just go around and, you know, answer it. I'll shoot everybody a different one. So okay. let's see. Have you ever masturbated in a public place? And if yes, where, Imani? Hmm. In a public place? I've never masturbated in a public place before. Oh, wow. Really? I know, right? Like, that seems kind of like, I've done a lot of wild shit, but I've never done that. (laughs) (laughs) I've had sex in public places and in front of people and in all types of situations, but never masturbate. You know, masturbating as a woman is so different. Like, you know, like I, and we all masturbate differently. Whereas for men, it's like kind of just, it's simple. You know, you just do, 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 and you're good. You get to go. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) What about you, Mr. Hollywood? So, yeah, I actually, I would actually just to make it more juicy. It was actually uh, recently. Um, uh, I, I, <laughs> you know, In fact, it was just two hours ago, right? No, but I went to a park because I was doing some work on a computer. And was, I was like, you know what? I need to bust a nut. So I went to the park. <laughs> in a nice open area with tree serenity whatever and oh, let the windows down and the breeze came through and mm-hmm. man that was a, that was a good three minutes three minutes and 45 seconds damn yeah. wow all right yeah you was that's kind of long okay. yeah. three minutes and 45 seconds is short to me really yeah, so I, I, be, I be coming so fast when i use like my toys and stuff really so, like, my hands and it takes longer but yeah that's oh. interesting that is interesting, yeah. 
Oh. I would say for me, my yes would be, it was at a workplace. So, and mm -hmm. I was the only one working that night. So I was closing it out. And I put that, like, it was like a spot where they had the windows where you could see the city. Mm -hmm. So the ceiling windows, I put the chair there in front of that and then just, it was amazing. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, oh, there was a fear, like, is the janitor going to come around yeah, the corner? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> right. Nice and nice and uh, exciting, spontaneous. Right. Okay, let's see. Who in the room do you know? Uh, oh, okay, we got this. Who in the room do you think is best in bed and why? Oh, wow. <laughs> That's interesting. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I can't I don't know if I can even answer that. Okay, so we'll do it another way because yeah, she's just yeah. like really yeah, yeah, that yeah. stuff. Let's see, what is the kinkiest thing you have done with someone else? Hmm. Um, you know that you know that place, Tokyo Valentino? Yes. Right in Atlanta. It's like a little lingerie place, but I didn't know they yeah. had like that that like other side where you the like private room. Yeah. Yeah, you go in and it's like this yeah. whole like whole under vibe. underworld of shit going on. So I uh, I went with this guy um, that I really didn't intend on doing anything with, but sometimes she'd just be happening. So we went in there and we were drunk and we just started, we just started having sex. And, and then it's like in this open room. So all these guys just came out of nowhere, like literally out of the shadows. Like they came and they just started like watching us and jacking, jacking off while watching us have sex, like in this real open room. Um, <laughs> yeah. Listen, you gave me so much imagery. Good job. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <That whole picture. laughs> you just, yeah. Love yes. it. Yes, I feel like I was there on the fly on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> good, uh, good. Mr. Hollywood, what oh, about you? Man, so I'm gonna just go there. Uh kinkiest thing I think I've I've done was probably use their uh their semen as lube. Wow. Oh. Yeah. It was, it was, you oh. think about how, and like when I'm in the moment, and like I have a nut yet, like nut is cool. But once I nut it, I don't want nut on me. But it was just perfect. Yeah. Way, right. Happened. You know. You know, nut it before me, and then you know was wanting more. So I, you know, was like, hey, yeah, let's wet it up some more. So I used that for that, and mm -hmm. it, it, it was a, it was a nice lubricant. It was a natural uh, nice lubricant. Right. Yeah. That's so that super. It, I, I love. I love that comment you made, like once it's done. So like, I'm like the freakiest, nasty person in the midst of sex, but yeah. after sex, I am like the most OCD person. Like I gotta get the fuck up, <laughs> take a shower. Like I don't want no, yeah. I don't want nothing on me. Like it's so it's crazy. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's out of me. Like my mom become, it's like I snap back into realization. Like, uh, okay. Like, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would say for me, um, it's still the um, anal beads and anal plug because I've been trying to get into the anal play. Mm. So, and I'm still like, but yeah, I would say the anal beads because I've only used it both once per session. So, yeah, yeah, I nice. I need some kink. I love that's some kink. <laughs> yeah, kink them motherfuckers. Come on, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> okay let's see what is your sexiest feature you think about yourself um 
Hmm. That's a really good question. I mean, I feel like from what others have told me. Or what do you, what would you say for yourself? For myself, mm-hmm. that's so hard. I feel like I'm <laughs> like so bad at this. Uh, in terms of like figuring out what I like, what I think is sexy about myself, which is funny because you'd be like, well, don't you strip and do all these things? So how right. would you not know, right? Yeah. Um, and so that I'll, I'm sure we'll get into that at some point, but mm-hmm. I would probably say my nipples. Okay. Nice. Okay. Yeah, my nipples because like, and it's, I wish I, I mean I, I, I wish I could show you I guess, but I can't. I'll just describe them. I guess I'm pretty good at that. So yeah. they're real proportionate. Like you know, they're like. Like some people describe them as like Hershey, Hershey kiss, kisses. So they're like, my, oh. t- my, my breasts are really small, but okay. my areolas are probably about this big. So the okay. proportion is like just right. And they sit, per- they're real perky. They kind of have like this slight upward, you know, point to them. And my nipples are relatively big as well. So they kind of stick out, they can protrude a little bit. And so, yeah. <laughs> she does paint the picture very well. <laughs> I love it. Well, dang. Okay. <laughs> oh, I, I did literally. Uh, yeah, I have to follow that. Uh, I'll just keep it nice and simple. I my, my lips. I love it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Lips. Mm-hmm. You got a lips. You know, it's just I don't know. I just I just know what to be like. I'm a, like I like you. I kiss you. Mm-hmm. And I love a good, and like I just the way I make people feel when I kiss them is I I, mm-hmm. I I know it's a blessing. Mm-hmm. So I would just say you know my 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 attribute would be my lips. I love that. Love That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Ah, sexiest feature. I'm gonna have to go with my ass and thighs. To me, mm-hmm. the thickness yes. of it all. Yes. Mm-hmm. I saw it too, girl. I went on your page. I was like, damn. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, girl. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. And then, so for today's topic, the real about stripper life. Mm-hmm. So, we have a few questions for you. Feel free to share stories. We love hearing stories and like background information and whatever. Honey. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. So, for our first fun question, <laughs> I'm like, Mr. Hollywood. So, uh, so basically it's just, um, I just, first of all, I just like to just say, welcome. Thank you for just even just, you know, sharing, you know, mm-hmm. all of this. it's just, it's so, different strippers have different stories mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Me, times you just kind of, you know, you, you just seem like you, you, your story is totally different. You, your, your energy is just everything. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's kind of just to mm-hmm. see your backstory. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, so I just want to, you know, thank you. But but as you know, we have to we have to do this. You know, in our culture, we love strip clubs. So it's like and, <laughs> yeah. and strip movies. Yeah. So we mm-hmm. have to say so players club, you know, that's one of the favorites. You know, right. so I, I just I would like to ask if you know which character would you be and why? Hmm. Um I would definitely be uh the main character, Diamond. Um I would say that. Yeah, because I, when I think of all the other characters, I definitely I'm not grimy and 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 you know finesse heavy like that with the other chick with the blonde with the blonde hair, yeah, um, yeah. at all. Now I know characters like that in real life, but yeah. I never opted into that way of being because that's just not my character. But Diamond, I would especially say I'm more like her in the beginning of my career um, because I was very green. Like I had never I had never been to a strip club. 
you know, until I came to Atlanta. You know, I had never seen, and then when I did go, like, Blue Flame was the first strip club I visited. So to see a woman completely naked in my face, I was shocked. I'm like, oh my God. Like this. Mm-hmm. So, and then when I started, when I actually decided to start dancing, which was really random, I didn't intend on dancing. I wanted to be a server. Um, I didn't know the process and how you start dancing. So the manager, he had me come to the back um, at, the, at this particular club. He had me get undressed and then he told me, show me what you would do in the VIP. And I didn't know to the now, you know, looking back, right, that and what I know now, that wasn't normal, right? But at that time, I didn't know what was normal and what wasn't. Mm. And then I also didn't know any dancers. So I didn't have anybody to ask for a reference. Oh, yeah. So, um, and I know this, it, whenever I talk about my dance career, you know, I know this, it, it can, is. It can get heavy at different points. And so I don't like to be like a, uh, what do you call it? Like to bring the mood down or like, okay, you know, but know. I'll just keep it short and simple. Basically, he just kind of, you know, took advantage. Got a little, just little close-ups and did some searches and, and did what he wanted to do. Um, we didn't have sex or anything like that. But you know, similar to Diamond, when she first started, she also didn't know what was right and what wasn't. So that's kind of what, what I experienced in the very beginning. Wow. Nice, nice. Uh-huh. That's okay. That was yeah. a <laughs> Again, and I'm sorry. Nah. I know that got real dark. No, no, no. That was real. Yeah. You know, it wasn't dark. In other ways, I relate to her. And just to say, too, you know, she had a goal. You know, um, yeah. she went in there with a goal. And it was bigger than just making money and buying, you know, nice yeah. shit. It was like, I got kid. I got a kid to take care of. I don't have any kids, but I do have responsibilities. And, you know, although I already went to school and graduated at that time, it was for survival. So I was working for survival, you know, and so that I also relate in that regard. I love it. And how long have you been stripping? I have had a very, very short career. I I really I started dancing um, a little over a year ago. So I've only been dancing for about a year and change. I just hit the ground running real hard. And, and experienced a whole lot in a very short amount of time. Mm. Um, and even when I talk to dancers that have been dancing for a while, I'm still able to keep up with them in conversation because I'm a fast, I, I, I adapt to my environments very quickly and I learn very fast. So I picked up on Atlanta's culture. I've understood what I needed to do. And then I didn't have anybody, you know, helping me get into these different clubs. I, I, I didn't have anybody plugging me in. So I had to figure it out, you know. So, yep, just a little bit over a year. Wow. Nice. And you have to have like a stripper license too, right? In order to. Yep. Okay. Yep. You have to have a permit. Um, again, all these things you just don't know until you really get here and you learn. And, and so the permit, you have to have a permit per county. Every, every county has their own permit. Um, the, permits, and the permit in every county is at least $200. Um, Fulton County, once you get your uh, Fulton County permit, you have to pay for each individual club, an additional fee. So it's like $50 per club. So you could dance at multiple clubs except for Magic City. You can't dance anywhere. Magic City is the only club in Atlanta that I know of that you can only dance there. You sign a contract, you can only dance in Magic City. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, and so. Mm-hmm. And oh, how, long how, the, how long are those contracts for? Like, are they for a year? For a year. For oh, wow. a year. You, you, um, you upgrade them, or you renew them, rather, every year. And so you pay a whole another two hundred and fifty dollars every single year. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
And then, so I want to get into, like, we got so many questions. Yes, <laughs> but, yes. <laughs> okay. so, tell us about, like, your first dance experience. Like, so did you ever do, like, amateur night? Or did you have to try out when you got there <laughs> on stage in front of people? Um, yeah. You know, it's so funny. The, I, I tried out for the first time recently. So after all this dancing and dancing at Magic City and Blue Flame and these different clubs, I tried out at Onyx. And so it was really awkward because I never, like I said, I never auditioned before. Um, so the first time I actually got on stage to dance, um, really, I've never, I've never been a dancer. Like even when I, before I moved here, when my friends and I would go out, I wasn't, I would be like the goofy one in the group dancing. Like I would look like I'm just being, you know, goofy and might be a little offbeat, you know, just being that girl in the group, couldn't twerk, couldn't do nothing. So yeah. When I first started dancing, I know I probably looked crazy as hell. Um, <laughs> definitely had to kind of figure it out, my rhythm. The, the heels weren't hard. So a lot of girls struggle with heels really okay. bad in the beginning. For me, I've always worn heels, maybe not the, not stripper heels, but if you're a heel wearer and you like strutted, you know, miles exactly. in the city, you can pretty yeah. much figure it out. You know what I'm exactly. saying? So yeah. that part wasn't as hard, yeah. um, but definitely getting completely naked that I would say was slightly, you know, difficult just because is that slight, um, what do you call it? You know, you're self-conscious a little bit. I mean, you have to show your whole pussy to people like, you know, but once you start to see other girls and you see different bodies and you see, okay, that girl got some ingrown hairs and some acne scars like me and all that type of stuff, you start to just kind of like not care after a while, okay. but yeah. <laughs> Mm -hmm. and um so of course now this is just a question where you just I don't know people I don't know people ask this but it but it but it, but it makes sense but so how was your relationship with your parents because you know you have a lot of again everybody's story is different how right. how was the relationship especially with your father because you have a lot of strippers out there who they, they go mm -hmm. and work there to seek for what they didn't <laughs> have so yeah. you know, I, I hate to you know that, that cliche no part, no no but, but it's, it's just, you know it's so important. I mean, I, I really, I love talking about this because it is, uh, it's interesting. I feel like in general, daddy issues, you find in any space, you find them in the damn, you know, the teachers union, the lawyers, the doctors, right. you know, just black women as a whole and black people, daddy issues tend to have, we all, we have them in some regard in some way, one way or another. Right. But in a strip club environment, um, yes, it is a lot more common to see girls who have a little bit more of a troubled past and a little bit more of a complicated, more complex relationship with their parents. With me, um, specifically with my father, it was strange, you know, growing up. He was like, it was sort of like he was, he was, I knew where he was. I could call him. He was reachable. He just felt far away. Mm -hmm. Um, and so my parents have been divorced since I was born. My mother raised me and my siblings. And uh, I spent a big chunk of my life basically chasing him. I would describe him as like a, um, he was definitely like a fuck boy growing up. You know, he was one of them dudes that always had all the girls and, you know, he was a player. He's kind of always lived as bachelor. Even when he was married, he was still a bachelor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, Rolling Stone, Papa was yeah, okay. you know, and it's funny. I'm surprised a man would have more kids. I mean, I, oh. I, I swear it's, it's amazing to me. I'm, I'm amazed by it all the time. It's just me and my brother with my dad and so um being the only girl and the youngest girl you would think that well this is my baby daughter like I didn't have any 
the concept of being spoiled or um, being a daddy's girl, anything like that is, is completely foreign to me. We, we don't have that kind of relationship at all. Um, my father really treated me kind of like, I would like when I was in college at like 19 years old, I would tell people, my father makes me feel like I'm a 35 year old nigga that got like six kids and he never worked. And that's how I felt, you know, it was like, I'm just, nothing was ever good enough. Mm. Even though I did everything right, nothing was ever good enough. And so after a while, I just got, I was just fed up. And, um, and I saw how our strained relationship translated into my personal life and my personal relationships with men and sex and everything else and this desire for attention and all these other things. And so, um, I would say that it definitely, it, 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 play, it plays a part in some regards. Um, I battled for a while with trying to figure out if me going down this path of sex work and, and stripping was like a, a uh, what do you call it? Like a rebellious thing, or mm-hmm. if it was something that was more of like, a, I'm taking my power back, I'm liberating myself. Right. So it's just such a fine line, right? Mm-hmm. And that's something that I've, that I've been on a journey with since I started this whole thing. And so, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's deep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I noticed you said you um, started and you were trying to get through school as well. Is that like, so what made, like, did you, you know, did you see it somewhere and be like, okay, well, let me try this thing out called stripping. Or when you went for your bartending job, did you see the girls there and was like, hmm, I might could do that. Like what made you actually get and become a stripper? Um, you know, it's so, so I actually graduated college before I danced. So okay. unlike a lot of girls, not a lot, but you know, a decent amount of girls, like I said, kind of like a diamond, the diamond type of girls, right. In, the, in a real life sense that are actually putting themselves through school, so to speak, through dancing. Um, I put myself through school through working three jobs as a server, as a man, landscaper, as everything in the world to, to get myself through school. So by the time I got to Atlanta, it all really just came down to what is the market here like? What's the culture here like? What what works? What sells? Every city's different. Mm. So Chicago is a food city, right? I'm like, I know if I work in restaurants, I'm I'm good. That's what that's what works there. That's a part of the culture. Atlanta, I learned very quickly. You know, strip clubs are like <laughs> a big deal here. You know, right. like they're a big deal here. So I basically was just it, it came down. I just. It came down to this. I said, okay, yeah. I'm a freaky person. I love being naked. <laughs> um, and I'm social and yeah. I like to, I like wearing sexy shit. So it just came down to those four things. I'm like, I think I can do this. And that's just kind of how I went with it. Like I enjoy being seductive. I enjoy being sexy. Like when I've been with them, been, been involved in like more serious situations or even just for fun, I would, put on a strip show just because I wanted to you know I was doing shit like that at 19 you know whereas (laughs) so I was like it shouldn't be that hard for me to just figure it out and and basically that's kind of how how I went about it love it okay yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh and are you in a relationship or are you single I am single okay have you ever been in a relationship since being a stripper I have. <laughs> How do they handle that? Like, are they cool with it, or are they be um, every show? Or he was, he was a very him. Well, he's the only example I have because I was only I've only had two boyfriends my whole life. So, although I started having sex at fifteen, I didn't start dating till later. Okay. So with this guy, 
he was okay with it at first. You know, he was like, I'm, I'm, I haven't been, I haven't dealt with girls who dance, I don't mind, you know. But I feel like after a while, he just started developing this insecurity. Um, one, because he wasn't, it was right in the midst of quarantine. So there was a lot going on. You know, he wasn't working. I'm only one working. So I'm, you know, doing private parties, dancing. We, I, I thought we had an understanding where I explained to him, like, listen, this is what I'm doing. Are you comfortable with this? I'm very open and honest. Mm-hmm. But he was still kind of like going off his pride and not wanting to admit certain things, admit certain insecurities until shit hits the fan. Now all of a sudden, you know, it's a problem. Now all of a sudden mm-hmm. you're, you know, putting me down, making me feel bad about what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think particularly he was more concerned about me running off with some other dude that was maybe finer or had more money or had these different things. And mm-hmm. dealing with a guy as a dancer, you, he has to be very confident and very sure of himself. Mm-hmm. And you as a woman also has to, it takes a lot of communication and a lot of different things. And so it definitely isn't for the week. <laughs> um, and with him, it was just not, it, it just wasn't working. And I, and I just felt like he, I could not, it was only so much I could do to try to appease him and like make him feel comfortable. And so after a while, I just had to let the situation go. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I can see the uh, egos being yeah, hurt. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Like the insecurities, that's the big thing. Mm-hmm. It's really big. Like, and, it, and it's like, even if you try to explain to somebody, like, listen, I, yeah, of course I could. I got about five niggas I could call right now that I could go. <laughs> you know, I don't have to be staying with you in this apartment that has all these issues and dealing with this shit. I could go stay with this older nigga that got a whole ass mansion 15 minutes away. But me being with you should be enough to show you that I want to be with you. You know, people really, there's a point I feel like in life where you have to understand being needed and being wanted, right? People, codependency is is a real issue. And I feel Mm -hmm. like people mistake that a lot for like real love in some regards. Mm -hmm. And so he didn't like that I didn't need him. Um, And I, I, I could only, I could only do so much to explain to him. Like it is way more. It's, a, it's, it's much better for me to just want you than to need you. Exactly. And because you've been operating from an insecure space, you've only dealt with women that are needy women. Mm. Mm. And I can't, I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't. I don't. <laughs> These dudes do be wanting women to need them. That's but then the they treat them like shit. So, yeah. so mm. you, your whole idea of what it means to be a man and, and everything is fucked up. Yep. You know, it's all it's all fucked up. So you're upset. You 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 want a girl to be needy, but then you don't at the same time. But then you because then you treat her bad if she is needy, and then you meet a girl who isn't needy, and you're intrigued by it, but you don't know what to do with it. So then you end up putting her down later because you're insecure. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Right now. Oh. Trying to be a topic in its own. Okay. Let's see. So have you ever been in like any drama or altercations while at work? Like whether it was with a client or with someone that you actually strip with? You know, it's so crazy. Like I haven't, people always assume that there's a lot of drama, right? In a strip club with the dancers. Um, I'm a day shift girl. So since I've danced, I've always pretty much stayed in the daytime, the day shifts, because it just is more of my speed. 
I usually older men tend to work, you know, coming during those hours and they tend to like me more and I tend to like them more. Um, (laughs) And so in those, in the, in the day shift hours, you're least likely to kind of experience all the extra drama and shit. Mm. However, so the only time I did experience like a little bit of drama was at night (laughs) and, you know, I'm really, I'm very easy going. I keep to myself, you know, I'm friendly to the, for the most part. And so what happens is girls, they, they kind of just test the water sometimes if they feel like uh, she ain't going to really say shit or do shit. Um, and I'm really, I don't have a whole lot of in between. It's either I'm cool or I'm not. So mm-hmm. <laughs> when she hit the fan, she hit the fan, you know? And so one day it's always over bags. You know, you'll always hear dancers talk about, well, we got to split this bag and you was dancing at this time. And I don't know if you really in, in the bag and all that type of shit, you know? And so that's why I try to avoid that. But every so often you, you do stage sets where you're on stage with a couple other girls and you might not know those girls at all. So yeah. now you got to deal with whatever happens after you get off stage. Right. And so it was a misunderstanding. Um, you know, I wish it was a little juicier than that, but it's always any drama that happens in a strip club is usually having to do with money. Yeah. More likely than not has to do with money. In terms of customers, I actually haven't really dealt with anything too crazy. One thing I will say is that every club in Atlanta is different with their security. Okay. I feel more safe. I felt the safest in, you know, Magic City and Blue Flame, Blue Flame being number one. Mm-hmm. Um, I had an altercation with a security guard at one club because he just decided he wanted to be disrespectful one day. And I have a very, very, very low tolerance for disrespectful black men in particular. Mm-hmm. So you know, like a, a a white man called me a nigger to my face and put me down and everything. Uh-huh. And I'll be least likely to go off of him than if a black man is disrespecting me. Mm. And that's just how I am. I think it's just oh. my own traumas and triggers and everything else. Mm. Um, and yeah, you know, I just, whenever I'm in that environment, there's just a way that I walk around and carry myself. So I don't, I don't like for people to ever assume, well, you are a dancer you're here for me. I'm entitled to X, Y, and Z. So I'm very quick to check people. And for the most part, customers just know not to go there. Mm. So I don't go through too much. (laughs) Yeah. Because Mm -hmm. I just, uh, -uh. Mm -mm. clients don't disrespect you. Like, um, like when you're giving a dance or something, or try to make you do something more than what you, you know, I have one crazy ass story. One, and I just remembered. <laughs> uh, okay, so the first club I told you that I first, first started at, very mm-hmm. green, very new. Um, these two, like, older dancers, veteran girls that have been doing this for a while, they, I saw them walking back and forth with this, like, white dude for, to the VIP, ATM, VIP, ATM, VIP, right? And I'm observing it, like, okay, that's interesting. Um, <laughs> and they came to me like a little bit after or whatever. And they were like, oh, he wants you, he wants you, he wants you to dance for him. And I was like, okay, uh, I guess, you know, that's cool. So he and I went to VIP together. They always say, get your money up front. But because I had been seeing him withdraw money out the ATM over and over and over again, I'm like, well, the motherfucker clearly has money. So, I mean, I think I'll be okay not getting it up front. And this is a space where you didn't see a whole lot of white men coming in there. So it was already kind of just like, this is, this is different. I went to the VIP and uh, he was just, you could tell he was off coke. You could tell he was just not, you know, in his right mind, drunk, just off his shit. We get in there and I turn around, I turn back. This man is completely naked. 
took off all his clothes. Yes. What? <laughs> <laughs> took off all of his clothes. And he proceeds to like try to get me to like come over to him. He's like, come on, just 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 touch it. Just just can you can you dance on it? Can you put it in your mouth? Like he's trying to get me to do shit to him. This like wimpy, small, flaccid penis that's just uh-uh. flopping around, <laughs> you know. Oh, pink is yeah. pink is, pink is all get out. I'm like, what right. the fuck? Like, I'm like, so I I just stopped the whole thing basically. I don't want to do anything with this motherfucker. It was just so uncomfortable and it was just not okay. And um we go to the ATM and his car's not working. So now I didn't dance for him and did all this stuff and was all uncomfortable and I'm not gonna get any money out of oh, it. Oh hell no. So what ended up happening, what really happened was the girl set me up. So they took all his money without doing anything with him, promising him that he was going to get a girl who would do all the things that they didn't want to do. That remind me of the Hustler movie. Yeah, That is crazy. And so I, you know, that, that broke, I was devastated. Like I was very, very, very upset, like very, very hurt because I had been paying, they had been charging a really high fee for me to dance there every day because I didn't have my permit yet. Uh-huh. So I'm paying like $75 a day and it ha- you have to get there by, you have to get there by like one o'clock to pay $75. Okay. And they knew that they didn't pick up till like fucking 6 PM. So oh, wow. it was just a very, it was an environment where they took a lot of, took advantage of the girls. Just all they yeah. care about was their money. And every club again is just so different. And so that was the worst experience I've had. Um, with a customer in that regard and there's been a few others similar you know you go to vip people expect certain shit right you know and and so that that definitely happens but for the most part you go when you're going to vip usually you know you know what the fuck is up you know what i'm saying like you know you've either talked about it because there's a reason that they even consider going there right every guy that goes to a club that has a vip because mm-hmm. Blue Flame doesn't have a VIP set, like rooms. Majesty doesn't have VIP rooms. Okay. Um, and so people go in there, they, they don't go in there with an expectation or do anything extra besides have this girl dance for me. Mm. But then you go to a club that has those VIP rooms, they know exactly what, they go there for that reason. Mm-hmm. So if there's a reputation, of, like Follies, for example, of girls doing all these things in VIP, word travels. Yeah. So now that puts pressure on you. If you don't, if you're not the kind of dancer that moves that way, right. but everybody else seems to be doing it, wow. then you're more likely to be approached in a way that you might not like. Mm. And then yeah. you got to deal with that. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And so that's why it's so important. I tell girls all the time, be mindful, be careful of the clubs you dance in because you might not be ready for how you might get approached. Okay. You know? Yeah. Wow. And yeah. like celebrities, like in any disrespect with like, Somebody who just like you just like fuck you like I would like I loved your music but fuck you. Oh, I really avoid them. <laughs> like okay. I like I really avoid celebrities at all costs. Like okay. I really do. And, and um in the strip club and and honestly, they're not checking for me any fucking way. You know, like this. It's a lot of politics. It's a lot of politics. It's a lot of things that go on behind, you know, behind the scenes that people don't know. Mm-hmm. So when celebrities usually come to the strip club, they either have somebody with them that already form, you know, put together who's going to dance for them that night, or it's just always something pre-planned. It's mm-hmm. very rare these days that you have celebrities come in 
and handpick the girls that they don't know just based off of them being cute or them liking the way they look or whatever the case may be. It's yeah. about what's going to, do I know these girls? Does somebody know these girls? One, are they connected to somebody in the group? Two, what do they look like? So getting a whole lot of footage, right? And right now, having that look, that altered look, the big old fake booty, the big titties, and just being exotic, period, that in and of itself, because you could be exotic, have my same body frame, and you, 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 you up on the totem pole. Right. right. So all of that plays a part. And so when those celebrities come in, girls that look like me, that are that are anywhere within the same category of me being and being, you know, just your average, so to speak, black girl. Mm -hmm. um, we just you just know already just not to even try it. You just kind of keep to you just don't even go there because what will happen is more likely than not, they're going to tell you not you're not chosen. So you got to go go away. Yeah. I know girls. Personally, like my own coworkers mm -hmm. that I've worked with that have told me, um, you know, guys have been like, no, you're not, I don't do dark skin girls. Like you can't come over here. Um, you know, just, just very, just, yeah. yeah. Like real, real hurtful, like make you want to just cry yeah. type shit, you know? Yeah. So mm -hmm. it's just not, you just, yeah, it's not worth it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, people got preferences yeah, but you ain't gotta be rude about the shit, right. you know? People go in the club, it's for ego boost. You know, people feel like I'm coming here. If I, there are guys who go to the strip club just to put women down mm. because that, that makes them feel better. It makes them feel like that nigga. You know, you got guys that are in house, you know, they're, let's say they're married and their wife runs the whole show. You know, their wife is the one in charge. So they come to the strip club. They want the exact opposite of that. You know, they're taking out some sort of frustration, some sort of anger. I have guys that don't like me because I'm not a dumb bitch. Like they're like, oh, you, yeah, you, you a little too smart for me. I need me somebody a little ditzier. And that's the thing. Like I turn, I turn some guys off just by being intelligent. Like they don't like that. Um, and it's unfortunately mostly black men. Like they, they just get, they get frustrated because they just have this thing about, man, I'm just so tired of these black women feeling like they don't need a man. And, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go over here with Bob. You go here, you, you leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> I'm gonna go deal with Larry and Bob and y'all can go do you. Cause I saw your rant, yeah, on um, IG about that. Mm -hmm. And that's what drew me to, I was like, I gotta get on this podcast. And it was like this one crazy person in your comments. Just, <laughs> I was like, what is this? Like, did you know him or is he just like a random weirdo? Um it was the dude who was just like you don't even like the one who was going off off right like this real I didn't know him at all that person just popped up out of nowhere and really? and sometimes it'll be people that create fake accounts True. and just be trolling me like they just want to just go off like I have girl I had a girl once go off on me because she's like how are you going to talk bad about thick girls when you yourself hang out with the thick girls at the club and I'm like bitch what are you talking about like you know like who are you? Like, show your yeah. face. Like, you don't have to hide yourself. Like, you feel a way about it, then talk to me. Exactly. So that dude was really random. I didn't know who that was. And it, and it actually did get under my skin a little bit because he was just saying, like, just all types of wild stuff. And it's like, you don't have any basis from where you're coming from. Mm. Like, the things that I'm saying, if you notice throughout the comments, there are tons of women. Like, girl, I go through the same shit. Like, I have dancers that I've never met before that follow me that follow me for that reason, because they can relate to these things that they experience. Mm -hmm. So when somebody comments on something and they stay ignore the 30 plus women that are like, I go through the same shit and they want to be like, that's not what's really happening. This isn't real. 
it's just it's hurtful and it's and it's very it just feels like they're minimizing and dismissing your experiences and i just like no woman deserves that mm, i agree um, yeah that's crazy i mean because you would know you're working that job you know you're there <laughs> right a male speaking on it that's just weird very so we did want to touch on also like the pros and cons of stripping in the strip world um one of the greatest pros is it's like a lottery it's like a gamble you okay. know like so and that's a pro and a con in a sense, depending on who the person, like some person, somebody might not like the instability and the lack of consistency of money, but then they might like the fact that at any given moment, somebody could just decide they want to throw two grand at you in a matter of five minutes <laughs> and walk out the club. You right. know what I'm saying? So you did no work. You didn't really do shit. Somebody just felt like here, bam, and they just threw money at you. Now you didn't just got a whole bunch of money that some people make, they make that within two weeks. You got it in five minutes. Mm. so those are that's a pro and a con in one right and then um for me at least I think one of the biggest pros is just it's liberating like I I genuinely enjoy going on stage and and being naked and just feeling free mm -hmm. you know I just feel free like it just it's just very it's very liberating um I love uh I love the women in that space, you know, like those, a lot of those women are like my sisters. You create a family, you know, you create an understanding, a, an alliance in a sense, you got each other's backs. And of course, every club is different. I found that mostly at Blue Flame, that's where I consider like my home. Okay. Um, and so that, that, those, those two things for me are definitely um, the biggest pros for sure. The cons of course are just, just the stigma, the stigma you deal with, you know, with people, their ignorant, their ignorance, their comments, um, just people having these these misconceptions about you know women within that industry, dealing with the disrespect. Uh, in Atlanta, one thing I do love about because every every city you dance in is different as well. So in Atlanta, one thing I love about here is that strippers are like fucking celebrities strippers are like their bosses yeah. they're they're the people that they're like you know mm -hmm. and that's one thing i loved about magic city i i was just so inspired like i was like damn these bitches are like the <laughs> shit like they walk around this motherfucker like they run it because they do uh -huh. you know they don't need your money they rolling up in a car nicer than yours and i, and I felt mm -hmm. like damn that's that's cool if, you know so that was something that i was like yo that's just super dope but one of the cons is that like somewhere like chicago where i'm from people is a little more conservative in some regards, you know? So as a culture, like, because that's just the way it is, it's more socially conservative from the most ratchet people to the most elite people. There's just a common understanding of like, this is what's right and this is what's wrong. Okay. And so dealing with that backlash was definitely hard at first. Like people messaging me like, this is what you're doing now. Like, you know, and that, and that part's difficult at, at, yeah. at times. And so, yeah, those are the cons for sure. I feel like you're just dealing with ignorance you know people that might switch up on you treat you different mm -hmm. you know the way men treat you the expectations they have because you dance mm -hmm. so like you tell a guy you dance now all of a sudden he's thinking that he you gonna just be fucking him right right away like nigga no <laughs> I'm selective <laughs> I'm selective in the strip club oh, fuck I look like I ain't you know what I'm saying like I'm not even dancing everybody in the club so why you think I'm about to just bust it open <laughs> for you right knock this one over here 
no. And honestly, that's a, it's harder to, to get anybody who knows, knows that dancers are actually some of the hardest girls to get. They're not easy to like bag. Like you're not about to just get you the baddest stripper in the club. Right. You know, you're, it's easier for you to get, it's going to be easier to get you probably a, a teacher or a lawyer before it is to get you a, a dancer because she, most of them don't need you. So what can you do for her for real? Exactly. Right. <laughs> like she's just looking at you like nigga, I don't care. Like I don't need you. So I got a nigga who will pay me two grand right now to do nothing. So why should I fuck with you? That part. Right. <laughs> I love it. So do you have like any last closing remarks or anything that you want to share and tell the people before we close it out? Uh sure. Um one. I feel like I, now that I'm reflecting on how it started versus how it's gone, <laughs> I know it started off like real freaky and like, damn, bitch, you really be doing that kind of stuff. Um, and I feel like the <laughs> biggest thing that I, I always like to make clear is, you know, everybody's smart is everybody has sides to them. You know, everybody's complex. Like you could be the freakiest, nastiest, this, this and that, but then you can also be the most community service service oriented loving person too, you know, who wants to help people and gives back, you know? So I always urge people to just be mindful. Like don't judge everybody just by the, like what they see or the first thing they might hear that comes out of their mouth. Cause they're more complex than that. And then also I didn't mention in the beginning, but I just put out a book. I just published my first book today. Yes. Um, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So my book is, it's a short book. It's a short memoir. Um, it is a compilation of, of uh, poems and journal excerpts that I've just kind of written over the past, like, I would say a few years. And I just basically just touch on like childhood stuff and, you know, relationships, heartbreak, my issue, you know, the stripper lifestyle, things I've experienced. And then just different things I speak on in terms of women, because I'm also critical of women just as much as I am of men. I feel like toxic masculinity and toxic femininity are both something that's a very prevalent mm -hmm. um and so the book is called uh i'm sorry i just had a blank moment <laughs> young <laughs> it's called young black hole but so much more oh so title <laughs> yeah you know it's a, the, 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 the cover is like it's black cover and then that's just the title going across it's just young, young black hole dot 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 but so much more oh, and it, tell, girl yeah like I just I just really it's, I feel like it really encompasses everything like I just yeah. said you know yeah I may be all that but like I got a whole story you know I got all types of stuff that I've gone through exactly. so it's, it's just forcing people pushing people to think outside the box and so it's on Amazon Okay. Um, it's also the link is in my bio on my Instagram. Perfect. Imaniality again. That's my Instagram. And yeah. Awesome. I gotta get that book, girl. Yes. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm very grateful. And, uh, and thank you for just, uh, giving your truth. Yeah. You know, speaking the real and just getting your perspective on what you do and how you get your coins, son. Yeah. <laughs> again, I, again, I hope I was an okay guest. I feel like oh, I hope great. I didn't get too too serious and mess up anything. So, oh, no, no. okay. <laughs> Never at all. You will be back, my love. Yes. So, yeah. And I am. Yeah. I got all types of stuff to share, girl. Yeah, I got y'all. <laughs> all righty. Thanks so much. Thank you. You all have a great night. You All too. right, beautiful. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.
All right. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of A Little Kiss and Tell. My puppy is back here running rapid, you guys. (laughs) But y'all know the spiel. Be sure you're following us, sharing these stories. Send it to a friend. Send it to somebody. The podcast. um, We're on every podcasting stream right now. So, yeah, check us out. Until next time, you guys. See y'all. Bye. Bye. Face down as a waiting for me. I'ma show you pretty ass that you'll never see. Don't be scared, let your head down. Give your body all it needs, yeah Just give it to me, baby, yeah And we gon' see How we make love on the street To Pluto, we're finessing like Bruno Give you this love that you want Make it last all night, cause you know Cause you know It's gonna be a fun ride Now we're here Take over Show me how bad you wanna Give me that love that I want Gotta keep me craving it